1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 28. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, with Kate and Will, I'm Barrett. We're back on another ODR. And I I feel like this is just a very timely word, guys. Mm. Yeah. Um, Because... You know, I was I was just ordained as an elder this That's past right. Sunday. What are you saying? Congratulations! And I mean, I, what, are you, I, what are you trying to say? Barry? Well, I mean, <laughs> I I, I kind of wanted to point out a couple of these first verses, particularly mm-hmm. to Will Carlisle. I mean, I've just felt a little disrespect, <laughs> and so you know, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and esteem them very highly in love oh, because yeah, of their yeah. work. Barry, that's funny that those are the verses that you feel like apply to you because really, when I read admonish the idol <laughs> you you were the person who came to mind for me no just kidding uh you know our elders definitely want to take more of a john 13 approach where we're actually bending down and uh washing the feet mm. of, mm, of yeah. our congregation and we all know that and hopefully will was joking about uh, admonishing the idol yeah that was me. definitely a joke okay okay yeah, good, totally good. A joke. i just you know just wanted to clear it up i i just don't know we need uh, to if, get it, right. if it pricks your conscience, then. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. Uh, no, but this is such a rich passage. A little, a little different than a lot of the passages we read because yeah. it's almost like a bullet list yeah. of these different things that that can happen inside the church. And if you're not, you know, probably when Kate read it earlier you may not have like taken in all the bullet points. Yeah. And so I think we need to go back and just highlight like a few of those bullet points to point them out because it is so rich when you, when you actually stop to, to think about. And so yeah. looking at the bullet point list, Kate, what, yeah. what, uh, what kind of sticks out to you? Um, so in verse 14, it says, and we urge you brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Hmm. Um, and that just really stood out to me because one, I just think like that is such a beautiful picture of what the church is supposed to do. And quite frankly, I don't think we do this as a, the church at large. We don't do this very well or very often. Um, but also because I have experienced this and um, especially regarding like the encourage the faint hearted, um, mm-hmm. like I've experienced this specifically, like with my small group when I've like walked through a hard season or even just a hard day and just seeing them um, rally around me and like speak truth to me and pray for me. And mm-hmm. um, but again, I think this is, a great picture of what we are to do to admonish the idol that those who maybe are idle in their faith or um, maybe even idle in their family or with their community mm-hmm. or a wide um, range of things um, and how we can kind of call people um, to a higher standard as Christians 
Um, and then obviously, like I said, encouraging the faint hearted that those mm. who are, you know, walking through something really challenging and, mm. um, and especially if we're aware of that, like, you know, if, if one part of the body is hurting, like we're all hurting. And so you wouldn't just like let your arm bleed out if right. you were wounded, you know? Right. Um, and so yep. why do we do that? Like, why do we do that as the church? Um, mm. and then. Well, I was, help the weak. I was going to say that, you know, on that encourage the faint hearted yeah. and, and help the weak. Yeah. Um, there's a difference when I come to church and I feel like I'm just totally in my own world or maybe in our family's world. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, there's something on my mind or there's multiple things on my mind and I come and like, I kind of enjoy worship and the yeah. sermon and, the, and then I just kind of leave versus the time when the times when I come and I feel like I'm noticing other people yeah. and just like looking at other people. And you can just tell a lot by people's demeanor. Sometimes there's a faint hearted person yeah. in the room. Sometimes there's a weak person in the room. Yeah. And oftentimes we know their stories. We yeah. kind of know what's going on. You yeah. know, there's been a death in the family. There's been somebody who's sick or yeah. they've just faced a really hard time. And sometimes there's like an awkwardness with us yeah. Yeah. where it, it feels yeah. like if I go say something to that person, like it's going to be really awkward yeah. or whatever. But it almost never is. No, yeah. And it's like so appreciated and people mm. love it. And you can just go put a hand on them and say, hey, man, how you doing? You know, yeah. or, or hey, I, I heard about your dad. Like, can I pray with you real yeah. quick? And just, mm. I, I mean, everyone is willing to accept that. Absolutely. And so I think these are like very practical ways of how Christ Covenant member, like we can come into a, a corporate worship service or even other events that we have or community group or whatever, yeah. and just be looking to carry out these very practical things. Yeah. Any thoughts, Will? Yeah. I mean, I guess just moving, continuing to move down yep. the list uh, in verse 16, we kind of have this famous trifecta, <laughs> rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for mm. you. Mm. When um, when Jenna and I were engaged, I was, uh, I was in college, I was being uh, discipled by our college pastor in Birmingham, uh, Craig Millard, and mm during that season, he was kind of trying to help prepare me like mentally and, and spiritually to be married. And this was kind of like the touchstone mm. that we kept coming back to. Mm. And it has, and Jen and I, we've been married for like a year and a half now. And it has proved like so just foundational mm. to our mm. marriage. Mm. This, this mentality, I think, you know, we live in this age where there's like this huge hazy question mark around like, what's God's will for my life? Yeah. Like, I got to find God's will for my right. life. Yeah. And like, yes, I, I am not minimizing like, you know, looking for a career or finding what you're good at. But as believers, we can always come back to yeah. doing the next right thing. Yep. We know what God's will for our lives is for, for the day he's given us yeah. right. is to rejoice mm -hmm. always and to pray without ceasing mm -hmm. and to give thanks in all circumstances. And, and when that gratitude is like the foundational heart posture, right. then that joy, that mm -hmm. posture of prayer just like flows out of that. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point because we, when we're looking for the will of God, oftentimes we're looking yeah. for him to make a serious decision in our lives uh -huh. and to like, you know, have this bright shining light yeah. Yeah. on that decision that yeah. we mm -hmm. know exactly what God wants us to do. Yeah. But, you know, we, we read here. 
for this is the will of God yeah. in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you can't get any more explicit than yeah. this is the will of God. Yeah. To rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to give thanks in all circumstances. So yeah. no matter what decisions are on the horizon, yeah. if yeah. you're doing these things, yeah. you are yeah. in the will yeah. of God. Yeah, it's just such a comfort. Like, you know, I think we've all been in seasons where we feel stuck in yeah. life mm-hmm. and we're... We, you know, especially around career stuff, around relationship stuff, and we're trying to figure out what their next right decision is. And, you know, if you're in that situation, like keep pushing to know what the next wise and right decision is, Mm -hmm. but also just know like the will of God for you for today is very simply to give thanks even when you feel stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Kate, anything else that kind of sticks out to you? In the, um, in the bullet points. Yeah. I think um, the do not quench the spirit. Mm. Um, I think that's one that we don't really talk about that much. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of a big deal um, mm. to not quench the spirit. And I think it doesn't totally fill this whole thing. But just even going back to the verse 14 and like that is a form of quenching the spirit is mm-hmm. like by not doing the things that the spirit is like telling you to do by Mm. being disobedient. And Mm. I think like something in like with verse 14, like coming into church and even like asking the spirit to like help you be bold to like talk to those people that maybe Mm. are faint hearted or give you eyes to see like who might need encouragement. And when we are disobedient, that is quenching the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think this quenching of the spirit can have both a, a private personal yeah. aspect and then also a yeah. corporate aspect mm-hmm. to it. For sure. So, I, I mean, all of us have experienced, whether you're aware of it or not, the quenching of the spirit in yeah. our, in our, in our personal lives. When, you know, when Joe Beth and I are in a disagreement and we both know that we handled that disagreement in a not gone honoring way, you yeah. know, anger ensued or whatever. Uh, we, we feel the quenching of the spirit in our lives. Yeah. And like, it's really hard for me that next day to like wake up and spend time with the Lord. Cause it's like, Oh, I just have this like burden on myself. Yeah. And I just know that spirit is quenched in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and there's also this corporate sense of the quenching of the spirit as well. Yeah. That if we're not carrying out these things mm-hmm. or if there's like overt sin that's in the church, I, mm-hmm. I guess it could be overt or covert yeah. sin that's in the church. Yeah. Um, you know, the Lord is not going to honor that and yeah. the spirit will be quenched. And I think, I think we'll come into the service on Sundays and it'll just feel like, Oh, that was just kind yeah. of a ho-hum kind of, kind of Sunday. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think it's because like, well, you know, if Will would just kind of step it up on the keyboard over there, <laughs> you know, or Jordan, maybe just sing a little better. Like it would really invoke the spirit. No, mm-hmm. I, I think it's like corporately we, we all yeah. have a responsibility to, uh, you know, what it says in verse 22, to abstain from every form of evil. So when we're abstaining from evil, we're carrying out what we just talked about as the will of God. And we're doing these things that are listed in this passage. I think, I think there's a a manifesting of the spirit that's already been given to us. Like, like we, you know, our hope, hope to experience. I, you know, doubt is like a big part of my personal testimony Mm. and and doubting Mm. the Lord and, and just, questioning and one of the big like turning points in my walk of faith was I had I was coming out of this fruitful season 
was kind of back in this place of like fruitlessness, joylessness, um, and just doubting the Lord, especially, you know, the Holy spirit. Mm. And I remember just kind of having this internal monologue and it was like sort of a prayer and sort of just like thinking like, man, like if, if the Holy spirit would just be like active in my life, this would just be like, I would believe, you know, Mm. like famous lies we tell ourselves, but you know, I was like, if I could just experience the Holy spirit clearly, then I would follow him. Mm. And the Lord like really heavily convicted me in that moment of like where he, he basically just said, of course you don't like, you're not doing, you're not following my commandments. You you are quenching the spirit mm. and then turning around and expecting, you know, to see the right. spirit as though you were walking in like great humility and mm. faithfulness mm. with mm. me. And that was like really a turning point of like, Oh, like the Lord, you know, has invited me into this, but like, this is not just a place where I can, sit back and, and expect to be catered to, but he's like inviting me into like a relationship that requires participation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, the spirit can be this real like subjective yeah. Uh, yeah. thing that it's yeah. like hard yeah, to, yeah. it's hard to kind of quantify. Yeah. And I think that, I think certain, certain sects of Christianity probably have taken it to a place that we're not comfortable with, you know, these manifesting of the spirit and yeah. different things like that. But the the bad part about that is that we've had such a negative reaction that we yeah. don't put any yeah. emphasis on the spirit. Yeah. And I would say that we need to we need to kind of be somewhere in the middle. I always talk about the spirit in terms of uh, the fruit of the spirit in Galatians yeah. five. And so when you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, mm-hmm. goodness, faithfulness, self control. Hmm. You are evidencing yeah. the spirit. Yeah. yeah. Like this so is true. the spirit. Yeah. Uh, and so it doesn't have to be this like, you know, otherworldly, we don't have a clue what the yeah. spirit looks like. Yeah. It's like, no, when the spirit is manifesting, you see these things present yeah. Yeah. and you oftentimes see repentance yeah. mm-hmm. and a moving towards these things, towards love, towards joy, yeah. towards peace. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of evidences of the, of the spirit that we don't have to be afraid of or, you know. Or, or not understand fully. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. I, I think, you know, there's so much more in this passage. Yeah. There's yeah. the holy kiss down in verse 26. <laughs> and I know Will wanted to get to that. <laughs> but, uh, so that's, it's, a, that's an ODR highlight. It's an ODR yeah. highlight. Yeah. So it's a great passage and uh, would encourage all you guys to read it on your own and kind of go through those. So much to learn. But, uh, but we'll wrap it up now. So for Will Carlisle and Kate Clark, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.